1: It's episode four, right?
2: Yeah, it must be episode four.
1: Episode four of the Bread Club. We are back, hot off of uh, AW and JPW Forbidden Door. It's Matt from the Shining Wizards. It's Kieran from Wrestle In. Um, Kieran, I just want to take a second. I want to thank you, and I want to thank all the people out there. We were just talking about it before we went on the air. So we get like we got like almost 800 views on our last episode. Damn
2: The last I looked, it was only like five, six hundred, man. Jeez.
1: Yeah, we're up. To, I think we're up to like seven, seven and change.
2: Jesus, man! Thank you so much, everyone.
1: It's crazy. I want to thank Jeremy, of faithful for giving us this this platform. Um, and I want to thank you because you're an awesome co-host.
2: Yeah, I just turn up. You do all the hard work, man. You deserve the praise.
1: No, I don't do it. I just hit the button, bro, and then <laughs> shit just falls out of my mouth, and people tend to uh, watch it and listen and enjoy. So. Uh, this is great.
2: Yeah, no, I'm loving it. I'm I'm so glad that uh, Jeremy picked me and uh, he picked you as well, because, yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked if we didn't like each other.
1: Oh, that would have been terrible. Could you imagine?
2: <laughs> we both have just absolutely opposing views on everything.
1: Oh, it would have been like Eddie Kingston and Claudio.
0: Ooh.
1: At least it's not Eddie Kingston and Chris Hero. <laughs> yeah.
2: They're just going to bring all of Eddie Kingston's enemies to AEW. I,
1: uh, keep them in the... Don't bring them over here
2: oh, well, I want Claudio over in New Japan, man. Jeez, I I, I wanted... My dream for Claudio was that he wouldn't sign anywhere and that he would just do a world tour and go wrestle wherever the fuck he wanted. He'd wrestle in New Japan, he'd wrestle in Noah, he'd wrestle in AEW, he'd go Germany, WXW, come to the UK just because... I don't want to see that man locked
1: down after being restrained for so long. I just want to see him go
2: everywhere and do everything.
1: Yeah, and I don't think you are going to see him locked down. I think we're going to get to see him... I think you're going to get... I think... I think Tony Khan is smart enough. And I think Claudio was in a position where he was like, hey, if I do this, just let me be, man. Let me go live my life. Yeah. yeah I'll definitely. wave that AEW flag everywhere I go. But let me <laughs> everywhere.
2: Yeah. 100%. Hopefully. Hopefully.
1: Let's hope so. Well, this is Fightful Overbooked New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Bread Club is in the house. Hot off a of forbidden door. and Uh, We have a lot to talk about with that. But first, uh, we had two... um Two shows prior to Forbidden Door over in New Japan World, um, and we saw new uh, IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions crowned. Uh, United, do, you do you know how new, to do it? Yeah, the United Empire. There it is. is that Akira it? and uh, I can Akira never figure it out. Me.
2: Akira showed me how to do it in an interview, and I still can't do it.
1: <laughs> I'm not even going to try. It's I embarrassed myself <laughs> enough just getting on here, so. Um, but we have new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, uh, and then we had—I I, I don't think we talked about this—and we were both a little concerned. How did you feel about Ishimori beating uh, Hiromu?
2: I was surprised, really surprised. But they—it worked. It was like Hiro—Ishimori uh, just absolutely nailing everything. Like went in with a game plan, pulled it off, and everything. Like just going after Hiromu's—it uh, like. The leg and the arm, especially like the lamistica, he hits his way so beautiful and clean. Um, I, yeah, I fully went in expecting Hiromu to win, but the way it all happened, it didn't leave me like unsatisfied because I was like, damn, they just put on a great match. You can't argue with the result. Like it, they played it off perfectly.
1: My only criticism is if Hiromu's not going to win, then why couldn't? He? Despy just have won the best of the super juniors
2: <laughs> yeah back back to that yeah I know uh, I agree but uh, they they really pushed in uh, Hiromu especially to like sell out Koroquen. so maybe they wanted the first sell out of Korokwen post pandemic when they was allowed to because I'm pretty sure they did sell it out
1: uh, I, 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 look I can't complain about the match I'm with we'll you sell out with Despy. but uh, I just I don't know man Despy's so fucking good
2: yeah he showed it at forbidden door
1: holy shit did he ever (laughs) Uh, and then we got a huge return too in kushida
2: i'm so happy kushida has kushida's come home
1: which is fucking awesome i loved how
2: they done it because you know like it just made me entirely forget that kushida was an option like going into these Kroken hole shows it was like oh kushida there's good chance kushida shows up and then the match that they, they done, they went for an epic. They went like, you know, 30 minutes plus, probably closer to 35. Um, and then, you know, you're so drawn into the match that you kind of forget that it might be a special thing. And then Hi- Ishimori challenging El Desperado, El Desperado getting up from the desk, and then the music hitting, because you think you've already got your next challenger in El Desperado, but then no. Here comes fucking Kushida, and the crowd loses their shit.
1: It's unbelievable. And I think after our last episode had posted uh there were a couple people in the comments on twitter who were like what about kushida excuse me if uh if hiromu doesn't beat ishimori and it was like holy shit i completely forgot about kushida
2: yeah it's wild like i mean for a long the whole best of super juniors i thought maybe he'll turn up at the finals maybe he'll turn up at you know at dominion and then yeah i forgot as well um and he certainly put down all the uh the dirt sheets, news reports, whatever you want to say on Instagram, which I was a a big fan of as well, calling them fake news that he wanted to be a heavyweight because Kushida is an all time great junior heavyweight. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't need to be stepping up there. He doesn't, and
1: he said he saw, He'll be in New Japan Pro Wrestling the rest of his life. That's what he said.
2: Yeah, and he's gonna kind of, uh, move to LA as well. He said so. He wants he wants to get involved with LA Dojo, and that's that's only a good thing. Like Katsuyori Shibata and Kushida as the trainers in the LA Dojo. Like, geez, it don't get any better than that. I just realized I'm wearing my L.A. dojo shirt. I should have liked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went with another switchblade shirt today.
2: I've only got the one. I had another one, but I don't have it anymore.
1: Had a Sonata shirt on before.
2: I mean, I was wearing the the Golden Elite shirt before. I oh, changed nice. two minutes ago before we came on the podcast uh the, the show.
1: <laughs> and we'll get to see uh we'll get to see Kushida uh this weekend he's back in action when he teams with uh tanahashi and Alex Zane to take on uh kenta who's also having his first match back since uh that wrestle kingdom no disqualification craziness so um we don't really get a much of a break here which is okay by me no not all yeah kenta died for
2: our sins and he's now resurrected thankfully um but, yeah, like Alex Zane being back as well, that's so cool. That was unexpected. Um, it's great that he's clearly going be coming back for more tours because he absolutely killed it in Best soup Juniors, and the crowd loved him. Uh, team of Tanahashi, Kushida, and Alex Zane is amazing. Um, and, yeah, they're going up against Kenta as well. There's a, it's suddenly, these little shows that perhaps wouldn't usually get much attention, there's a lot of freshness in them just with those three guys, Alex Zane, Kenta, and uh, Kushida.
1: Yeah, and the LA Dojo is finally coming back yes. to to Japan. So that's yes. awesome.
2: How could I forget? Uh, Alex Coglin finally, finally going back to Japan. He's going to be frying people around for fun, Um, and the DKC making his Japanese debut as well. But um, yeah, personally, hugely excited for Alex Coglin to finally get back in front of a Japanese audience where he belongs.
1: Yeah, it's very, it's it's exciting, and it's it's nice to see that uh, that things are starting to open up again. Yeah, just
2: bringing guys over for little tours. You know, that's what they used to do pre pandemic, and you know, it's kind of. Forgotten? Well, I forgot about it, basically, you know, that, yeah, they could just bring over a guy from the LA Dojo, a guy from the Indies, and just do a tour.
1: But we're still not in the clear, because there were still some bumps in the road. We saw it. it affected the Forbidden Door. Big Tom is hurt. Hiromu's got a fever.
2: It was a long and arduous road to the Forbidden Door, even though on AWTV it was probably only being built, like, promoted for, like, a month. But it seemed just like everything was constantly going wrong, didn't it?
1: Ah, uh, every it's a aw. This leading up to this pay per view, they're like snake bitten. You know, it was going to be punk and Tanahashi, then punk is hurt, then it was going to be Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., then he's hurt. Um, I mean, the list Kyle Riley's hurt, Jungle Boy's hurt, the list goes on and <laughs> on about all the people that are hurt. It's
2: awful. Uh, I feel sorry for AEW, really, but you know, the, the show delivered still or against all the odds. So,
1: holy shit, did it ever? It was, um, it was awesome. They gave us a lot. Uh, we had talked about it last time we did the show. We, we, uh, when we sat down last time to do this show after Dominion, we only knew it was going to be Tanahashi against whoever wins the battle royal. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been, I don't know,
2: yeah, yeah. We, we even, Goto was still a, a rough outsider at the time back then, wasn't it? It seems like so long ago. Poor Goto.
1: And then, uh, everything kind of came into focus Wednesday night on Dynamite to kind of set the stage. Obviously, Moxley won the battle royal or no, O'Reilly won the battle royal, but Moxley beat him. So we knew we were getting Moxley Tanahashi. Jay White for the last three weeks was saying he ain't doing shit. Jay, <laughs> uh, Adam Page don't deserve this. Take your little crying ass. Desperate cowboy shit somewhere else. Uh and then they threw out some gems, man. The Bullet Club against the dudes with attitudes.
2: Yeah, like they were so fun. That was such a fun match. The opening match with uh the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Will Utah and uh Shota Umino. Like they were just they were just fun. Pure fun. Just chaos.
1: Yeah, all around. I think it look I know there was a lot of people out there that wanted like you know, they wanted like they wanted it all they wanted the, the they wanted the filet mignon with the lobster and <laughs> the fucking golden truffle for dessert like i i don't think this is the only time we're going to see this right so you kind of got you can't give it you can't give us everything like in the first in the first showing right am i crazy to think that
2: no no I 100% agree i've said i've said the exact same thing before um and like you know people want all these important serious matches titles defended big singles matches but the multi-man matches where you had new japan and aw mixing it up and teaming together were by far the most fun and just easy watches and enjoyable um especially like you know it's just yeah it's just simple fun you don't need a story just say you know pure examples the bullet club versus dudes of it's like who had shingo teaming up with uh sting and darby allen on their 2022 wrestling bingo card you know nobody is the answer
1: yeah uh, unbelievable stuff so um let's get into it man let's talk about forbidden door um i missed it live and you were not staying up till whatever ungodly hour it comes i was
2: not yeah i I think pre-show started midnight maybe and then it went like five hours including pre-show right so i finished probably about half four five a.m uh and i'm not about that life
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I do for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I used
2: I used to do it when I was a foolish WWE fan. Um, like I think the lowest of the lows was when I stayed up for a, I can't remember the pay per view, but it was John Cena versus like John Laurinaitis in the main event, and like John Cena had a fire extinguisher and all that shit. It was like over the limit or something. <laughs> and I was like, "What am I doing with my life?" It was a real like <laughs> epiphany for me. Um, all right, yeah. But yeah, no, certainly not not anymore. I mean, I feel like if there wasn't, I I certainly thought about it for this show more than any other American wrestling show, but
1: I still didn't. That's so funny. I just forget that. You, like, you are, you're five hours ahead of me, so it's still kind of, on the U.S. side, it's a pain in the balls, but when they're in Japan, it's like breakfast time Mm -hmm. for you, and I'm very envious of that
2: yeah exactly i mean like something like Russell King. when they do the early shows on like a sunday at like 3 a.m at 3 p.m or 2 p.m it can be like a 5 6 a.m start but you know i could still get the majority of the night rather than staying up till 4 or 5 a.m and then waking up for work like three hours later
1: right of course a couple years ago i did uh, stayed up for wrestle kingdom and it f- fucked my whole schedule up for like <laughs> three days
2: <laughs> yeah it's awful
1: yeah because then i'm like My wife's like, are you drinking an energy drink at midnight? I'm like, I gotta see this. I'd like like live tweeting. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta look up.
2: (laughs) I'd go like to the shop and buy loads of snacks and then I'll have like one packet of sweets and then there'd be like 20 pounds worth of sweets and snacks and crisps the next morning. because I'm just too tired to eat them.
1: Not me. I eat them all and then I feel like shit. I'm (laughs) tired. Doesn't even help if they're awake. I have a fucking headache. <laughs> I'm fucking annoyed because I just sit through f- a fucking bad luck folly match.
2: The old uh, Rambo's and the never open gauntlets
1: opening Wrestle Kingdom. Right. It is fun though. For, for over here in the states, it's fun to do it when they do Wrestle Kingdom because a lot of like the, the indie wrestlers are also like up, so you get to you get to interact with them a lot. The yeah, first one yeah. I ever watched. uh was I don't want to say it was nine or eight, nine, I don't was... know, but it was late. And I ended up booking Steve Carino as a guest for our podcast because I was up watching it live and tweeting about okay,
2: it. it. It pays off then. Like, do you remember Chuck Taylor used to get drunk and just live tweet the shows, and then he'd wake up the next day and then delete them all because he realized half the stuff he said.
1: Yeah, you had uh you had shared some of those uh yeah the other day, yeah <laughs> some of those on your Twitter at Kieran RH93 on Twitter at Wizards Podcast for my goofy self here. Um so we both kind of played catch up. My buddy Anthony from the Mark Order Podcast actually uh took the road trip out to Chicago from New Jersey, which is about a thirteen hour drive. Uh, and, and it was, uh, but they, they kind of they left like Thursday. They did like a whole thing. They caught a baseball game on Saturday. Right. Really yeah, yeah. just jamming it right in my ass, making me, right ass, making yeah, me jealous. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd get like the, oh, wish you were here text. And I'm like, you motherfuckers.
2: Yeah. I had some friends that stateside were there. I mean, you had Kara and Family Squeeze Joe from WrestleWin. And there's a uh, amazing comic book artist called Kira. Uh, she was there. K I R A. Um, yeah. And, you know, Waking up on the Discord to the wrestling guys that were there and Kira being there, and I was like, oh. like, I posted a picture of me being in Chicago, like on Twitter, just to try and cheer myself up, so I could pretend I was there.
1: Yeah, I was getting the. Uh, I got like, uh, I guess when Shibata came out, I got an oh shit text, and I was like, I'm not watching. <laughs> I would like, have.
2: Please, if yeah, if someone had ruined that for me, I would have cried. Like I, didn't I, would, really I cry it, rather than the actual
1: crying I done when I saw it. I did all my air. I got up fucking early this side. Then my poor wife last night. I was like, "What are you doing over there?" She's like, i just on my phone." I'm like, "Think I can watch this pre-show?" <laughs> She's like, "Really?" I'm like, "You're not paying attention. I'm not putting on fucking murder TV to fall asleep to. At least let me watch like this the first hour of this pre-show."
2: Pre-show fucked. Pre-show was great.
1: pre show was great. Look, if you, I will gladly... The only thing this pay-per-view is missing was Chris Charlton.
2: Yeah, I thought uh, we might as well just talk about commentary now. Like, Kevin Kelly, Taz, and Excalibur were terrific together. Absolutely tremendous. Caprice Coleman was a great addition. Tony Schiavone, 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 I don't know. I've never Shavone. said it out loud. Shivani, Tony Shivani was a uh, a great addition as well. Uh, JR was not a great addition. Um, like during the Zack Saber Jr. and Claudio Castagnoli match, like Zach holding on to submissions for the five count, and Jr. was like, "Is he deaf? Does he not know the rules?" And it's like no, he's a heel, Jr. You know this. He's not. A, yeah, he he's not a good he person. Did
1: he did it during the the IWGP match too when uh, Gato was hanging. What? see him. Yeah, fuck
2: sake, it's, it really wound me up. But it's, yeah, uh, like, well, I would have liked to see, like, why was JR doing the IWGP title match? Why not put Chris Charlton there and give him that moment? Because they had Caprice do the Ring of Honor tag titles, and that was with the IWGP tag titles, too. So why not give Chris Charlton this moment in the in the spotlight as well? It would have been really cool for him. He worked so hard in Japan. I think he deserved it.
1: No, I agree. Look, JR is a, will forever be a legend. One of the greatest. I th- if if and I'm, I don't think this is an unpopular opinion, if you've been watching AEW since it started, it's 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 not it's it's not for him. It's not his. I just think he's. I think keeping him off half the pay per view was smart. Yeah. I think they should have just brought him in for Moxley Tanahashi, mm-hmm. like yeah. big fight feel. Mm-hmm. I think that's the role he's in now.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's exactly what WWE essentially done, didn't they? They brought him back for a WrestleMania match or two over the years once he uh, originally left, because yeah, they were these big matches. So let's bring back the best commentator of all time to give it that big fight feel. But um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I wasn't impressed with
1: no If if they even if they did it every week, they just brought him out for the main event of Dynamite, like I'd be good with that.
2: Yeah, just but so- sometimes
1: he's just like. You know, I think Aussie Open ran in like a couple weeks ago. He's like, "Who are these guys?"
2: Yeah, yeah, great O'Connor as well. He's like in this this big fella. Come on, like Excalibur just said his name, Joe.
1: Yeah, just just don't. At least like Taz plays. Don't know it. Just don't say it, man. Exactly,
2: Taz is really good at playing it off when he doesn't know as well. He's brilliant at it, like because he's got he's just smart guy. Taz, he's really quick witted and everything, and he's like, you know, he's really lovable. Bizarrely, considering he's this terrifying man back when he was a wrestler but he's uh he's amazing on commentary Taz, so i absolutely adore him
1: uh taz they did you're spot on man they and i think i tweeted it out in the middle of, of watching today like give me those three guys for every every wrestling show like they fucking crushed it
2: i think back when jr was doing commentary for new japan like when he would do the access stuff i tweeted something i don't know if i tagged him in it but he, he blocked me um but that was like free Twitter accounts ago now because of my war with uh, TVSR. He, of course. <laughs> you, you, and I know that you're not the only Twitter account that has a war with them. No, nope, mm-hmm. there's a, there's many of us fighting the losing fight.
1: Um, I also enjoyed that they brought in uh, uh, Shibata to do the ring announcing. I didn't know that was his name. Um, um so he t- does t- he t-
2: does strong, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, Takaro yeah. Shibata.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that was actually his name. I only um,
1: know it because I just looked up the, list the <laughs> yeah, I no, like that they had him, but I didn't want to be like, no, I like should. that they brought this Japanese guy in. No, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they should though as well. There's a
2: Japanese, you know, it's a Japanese promotion. There's Japanese fans watching it live on New Japan World or they'll watch the replays. Um, it would be silly not to. Like, You know, they had Japanese commentary um, on New Japan World. Milano, I don't know if I've seen the clip. Milano Collection 80 absolutely losing his shit at Adam Cole.
1: Yes, I was just <laughs> going to ask you if you saw that.
2: They're yeah, superb. Uh, going boom, and then going baby. <laughs> the, who had Milano Collection 80 down as a uh, Adam
1: Cole fan. Eh? Dude, what a time, man. What a time to be a wrestling fan. This is awesome shit. And I think this show delivered. And it was, you said it, man. This, this pre-show fucked. This was a great pre-show. Um, it's so funny that two weeks ago, Hiroki Goto was in like the semi-main event. I thought this, yeah. And had, here he is now. Had the um, chance to go into the main event, and
2: instead he's literally opening the pre-show.
1: But man, the fucking crowd was hot for these. They were hot for Goto and Yoshihashi.
2: It was lovely to see, wasn't it, considering how long they've had to wrestle without crowd noise. um, And they get this amazing ovation. Every New Japan wrestler did. Every match did. But yeah, yeah considering who they, what the match was, it wasn't really anything to get excited about. But man, the crowd loved Goto and Yoshihashi.
1: Uh, I might have been picking nits here. I felt like the um, the 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 bars with all their info, right? You know, yeah, they, they flashed way too fast for for some of these guys. I I I don't know. <laughs> I, I was, might uh, just be picking I was, nits. I that I like, much I'm a wrestling nerd. <laughs> I like to read like the weird. They were throwing out great facts, but I couldn't even like get through. It Was like Hiroki Goto, you know. Three time New Japan Cup winner, and then said something on the bottom, but I couldn't fucking see it, but it was gone in a flash. It was like Yoshihashi, dumb face, decent wrestler. And I was like, <laughs> left the oven on at home. But uh I thought this was a great great opening match, great spot. The crowd hates fucking QT Marshall, so this was like a no brainer.
2: I'd never but, seen him wrestle
1: before as
2: well. And I was like, he's doing cartwheels and he like done a stand in like handstand flip off the rope type thing and stuff i was like damn like considering the hate he gets and me just seeing pictures of him i was like i did not expect this guy to be able to do this stuff like i was really impressed with qt
1: yeah qt's really good but this the the character is very hateable yeah so yeah he here uh and i actually thought uh stupid face looked good yoshihashi he did he did he is good he's improved lots he has improved they mentioned that too yeah,
2: I know. Jay, uh, Kevin Kelly said it, didn't he? When he kind of got drowned out sometimes, Kevin, especially on four-man booths, but um, I think he'd done a good job of getting the, the New Japan stuff across.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, the four-man booth, is, that's a crazy...
2: Yeah, I said this. I thought three-man was
1: great, but yeah, four-man is probably a bit too much. Uh, so, um... Uh, Goto... Goto. What an asshole. Goto and Yoshihashi get the victory over Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. Um... We had four buy-in matches: Lance Archer, Nick Camerato, which was a hoss fight. Um, was, that wasn't pre-announced, right? No, I because on the uh, Wizards podcast we pick the pay per views, uh, and then like, we keep track of them for the year. That was oh, not. Yeah. I guess they just threw it in there.
2: Yeah, it's bizarre. Like I didn't see anything about it. Sorry, I'm like trying to like use my phone as my camera, and I forgot to plug it in before we start the podcast, and I don't want it to die. Um. Yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, I originally. Like trying to watch everything before work, I skipped it and then I went back and watched it later when I'd finished my work a bit early. Um, but yeah, Lance Archer is it, it just here's Lance Archer, he's going to be in the G1. Here's a reminder that he's, he, he can kick ass, and that's right. exactly what it was.
1: And here's uh Nick Camerado, who maybe one day you could see in the G1.
2: Yeah, Kevin Kelly said he's likely exactly that, didn't he? Um, but yeah, he would he would certainly fit in in this meaty, beefy boys' A block we've got.
1: Oh, yeah, and look, Nick camerado has got a great look, man.
2: Yeah, like a grizzly bear basically
1: like he's huge. Yeah. It's a unique look. He's a big guy. I know he's young, but you know, I'm in, I'm in on a Nick Camarado in new Japan in the future. Uh, we get a Clark Connors uh, with Alex Marvez backstage. It's Rhino time. We're going to get wild mocks. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. He's
2: got a, let's get, let's get wild is his catchphrase, isn't it? Um, and he, uh, was very, very orange, uh, think he went maybe a bit too much on the tender but uh yeah no uh, considering he was probably the most unknown on the main card it was great that they gave him a little bit of spotlight quickly uh
1: i saw your tweet earlier uh as soon as i finished watching the show uh this was your match of the night huh swerve uh i don't know
2: all right we're plugged in we're charging i'm sorry uh i don't know it was a match of the night Uh, okay Not necessarily D match and I, but goddamn man, they fucking, they had me believing that
1: Kanemaru was gonna pin Keith Lee. Like I, I was, uh, I thought they did a great job telling the Kanemaru story with the, that's why Big Tom's not there. He's been using the figure four, Uh, dude. Give me fucking El Desperado and and Swerve, seven days a week, twice on Sunday.
2: It, they just, all four of them, it's insane how much chemistry they had for four guys that probably never even, like, had spoken to each other prior to arriving at the United Center that day. Uh, it was just absolute superb match.
1: It was such a such a great match. They did so many innovative things. Um, you know, Swervin Lee as a tag team is great in AEW. Obviously, if you're watching this, you know, New Japan, you know, Desperado and Kanemura have a history for, I think, four time IWGP junior tag team, yes. team
0: Say goodbye
2: That's right. But, I mean, yeah, together since Suzuki-Gun was formed. Like, since what? they joined Suzuki-Gun.
1: I mean, look, I wouldn't be mad if they ran this back on, like, Dynamite or Rampage or fucking come come do World Tag League. Like, give me this again, man. This was good. This was really good.
2: Yeah, and they played off, they've got a little story, Keith Lee and Swerve not necessarily being on the same page, and they played that into the, the match as well to the benefit of Kanemaru and uh, to Uncle Nobu and Despy because they're always on the same page and they've been a tag team for for a long, long time now. Uh
1: post match, we see Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Look, you gotta and I don't have a problem with it, but you have to I think people need to real like this is great exposure for New Japan, but it's still this is all leading, like we saw it's all essentially a promotional tool for AEW, right?
2: Yeah, it was an AEW show, wasn't it? Like new I don't feel like coming out of it, New Japan set anything up for themselves for the future, whereas AEW set up a lot for themselves, um, you know, other than obviously FTR being the tag, tag, tag champions, right. but, you know, God knows what's going to happen there.
1: Right, well, what, you know, one hand washes the other. Obviously, Wheeler Utah going over there and being in the best of the Super Juniors, he didn't get, you know, he didn't run through the division and kill everybody. He was he was there and he served his purpose, so this, at the end of the day, this is an AEW pay-per-view and we see that all the way to the end, but, you know, if you're a New Japan fan, and you're upset by it. I, I don't, I don't put some, too much stock in it. It's not gonna. I don't think it's going to. You might see like FDR will go to New Japan. They're the tag team champions now, um, and maybe we'll see a continuation of Jay White and Adam Cole. But uh, don't go crazy. You know, don't be upset. This was a, a banger of a show. But at the end of the day, it's an AEW. It was an AEW production.
2: Yeah, I think that really came across in the, like, obviously jumping a lot ahead, but the ending, especially, like, it was like, oh, yeah, this is an AEW show, basically featuring New Japan guys.
1: Yeah, 100%. And look, hopefully a couple people watched it, and they'll check out New Japan World. Um, you know, maybe they give one of these July shows away for free. I know they gave the the, uh, the Junior, junior, junior heavyweight card, that was free?
2: The, the tag one, yeah. Um, the junior tag one was free, yeah. They do it every so often for these Chloroquine shows. I'll just throw them up for free, won't they?
1: Yeah, or maybe they give you the G, the first day of the G one. I don't know. You were uh, you were upset by the rap, huh?
2: <laughs> I wasn't upset. It was brilliant. It just hurt me as a LA dojo mark and a Shabat mark that they were. he was like you know, uh, I'll be your senpai. You're in the dojo watching hentai. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then, like, saying something else, and then you're too busy washing Shibata's balls. And I was like, god damn it! I was like, he's so good, but leave my leave my LA Dojo
1: guys alone, please. Uh The Ass Boys and Max Caster got the win over the Dojo Boys. I thought it was... I wish they had more time.
2: Yes. It, 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 I feel like I wanted to see the spot Alex Coglin and Kevin Knight do, where Coglin puts the opponent on his shoulders, like they're sat upright, and then Kevin Knight, just from the floor, manages to jump up and drop kick them off of the top of his shoulders because it's insane how much height Kevin Knight can get. Uh, Alex Cogling got to do like two deadlift suplexes. You know, Yuya and DKC really didn't get to show much. I didn't like the Danhausen thing. I get that's obviously part of the story going on at AEW, but the fact two guys left and then LA Dojo still got destroyed in like 30 seconds by Billy Gunn, I was like, damn. Like, you know, it kind of... It doesn't really matter. They're young. Like, you know, half of them are young lines. They're meant to take loss. But I just feel like the way Billy Gunn run, ran through them after they already lost two guys they didn't put the best uh, impression of the LA Dojo.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think they could have done again. I don't know. It's 2022, though. Does Billy Gunn need to be fucking beating people in a pre-show?
2: Especially the way he did. Like, literally got in the ring. Threw three of them around and then pinned the fourth, which was a DKC, I think. Yeah, it's. I like Billy Gunn, though, to be fair. Like, I've met him. He's a super nice guy as well. But yeah, no, it's 2022, exactly.
1: Right. I like it too. Now, if this is. If the end game is the acclaimed turning baby faces and feuding with the Gun Club, I get it. But. I don't know. I wanted to. Like, dude, Kevin Knight's awesome.
2: He's so good. I don't really I don't think people realize how much potential he has. Considering. Yeah, if you're
1: not watching the New Japan strong product, like you don't know he's his fucking dropkick is bonkers.
2: And the thing is he's not he's not in marquee matches because he's a young lion. He's just put in these multi-man matches, but he stands out every single time. Like you're not necessarily gonna go out your way to see him, but if you do see him, then you realize that he is something special.
1: And it's and I think New Japan does a great job with with the Young Lions. You get to know these guys. You get acclimated with them. And then you get uh, someone like uh, Umino in the opening match who, dude, this card is top to bottom st- stacked. I thought he shined, man. He's up there for me with, like, one of the best performances of the night.
2: It's like a different man to what I've been seeing, uh, in, in London on, on his excursion, man. Like, I couldn't believe it. Just the star power emanating off of him. Uh, he just absolutely killed it. Like putting Chris Jericho in the Boston Crab. And obviously they showed the video before of Chris embarrassing him and his, and his dad red shoes at Wrestle Kingdom and Kevin Kelly on a great job telling the story and him just getting the hot tag and absolutely exploding and taking everyone out. Um, you know, Taking the bat to the back and then still judging the Judas' effect and uh, almost getting the pin over Jericho. He was absolutely amazing. He really stood out in that match.
1: Absolutely. I watched it. So I had a bunch of errands to do this morning. So I had to drop my car off to get an oil change. I had to Uber back. So I watched this match Yeah, uh, on the ride back. And I was like, fuck, you're going to start. This match was hot. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to follow this. There was a point where. Uh uh Shooter and Suzuki were outside and Shooter looked like he wasn't laying those forearms in, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Suzuki's gonna fucking kill him. But I I thought look, I hate fucking Sammy Guevara and Tay Conte. Um the characters. But man, this was fucking Eddie doing the chops,
0: even yeah. Wheeler You
1: looked good in this. I'm still I still got a little sour taste from the the Super Juniors with Wheeler
2: Utah. I mean considering Best of the Super Juniors was my real first exposure to him, again it was like night and day. Like here he just fit in like a glove and he was great uh, compared to Best of Super Juniors where he just never really seemed to get get off the track. Uh but yeah, no, it's like it was the perfect opener like for the main show. Absolutely sensational.
1: And they had the extra um incentive the winning team gets the man advantage in blood and guts. Um, so, of course, the heels win because um, they got, you know, the, the face has got to fight from underneath. But this was – bro, Jericho's chest was red as fuck. Holy <laughs> moly!
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm curious now what happens with Shota because he done this – he was at the Strong – not Strong. Well, he was at uh, New Japan pay-per-view in America where he was Jay White's surprise opponent, wasn't he?
1: Yes, um, one of those uh, – one of the US, uh, US of J open yeah, challenges. yeah,
2: yeah. And then he came back to the UK. And now I'm wondering if he's now done here and he's back whether he's going back to Japan. Maybe he's gonna stick around AEW, New Japan strong, but I wonder what happens for Shoryu here, because it'll be bizarre for him. I feel like that's his excursion done now, surely, you'd think.
1: Yeah, no, I think, dude, he looked like a He looked like he looked like a star. It was an awesome showing for him. Awesome.
2: Yeah, especially because the Jay White, US of J, he just seemed out of his depth. Like Jay White really just I, I, it was obviously he was obviously meant to but JY just seemed like so many leagues above him whereas here Shota just fit in naturally like he was on par with the star power of Chris Jericho and you know the technical power of the other guys and stuff like that.
1: Yeah this was this was a great great opener. Um we get Caprice out next he's going to join us for the triple threat tag team uh match FTR against rapongi Vice. My co-host on the Monday night show calls it they, he calls him Rapongi Bongi. So <laughs> I have to... My brain has to... Okay, is uh, and the United Empire. Uh, winner takes all. So the IWGP Tag Team Champions, uh, the United Empire, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, FTR, and obviously Roppongi Vice, who have been uh, the target of... Uh, well, not necessarily. The Rocky kind of got in the way at Dominion. And... Yeah.
2: Tried his best, bless him.
1: Uh, I also like... I like... I'm a big Ring of Honor fan, so I like Caprice being on commentary. I like that they bring Bobby Cruz out to do the announcing, Um, and I'm super excited that they are running, uh, they're bringing back the show in July, uh, which, you know, with FTR being Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions and IWGP Champions uh, and the previous relationship with Ring of Honor and, and New Japan, like. I am hopeful that we will see some more New Japan talent in Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, it makes total sense. The, the is there with Ring of Honor. So for new Japan fans, like the Japanese audience, they're very aware of who Ring of Honor are. They've done Honor Rising tours in Japan for many years, um, where they do Ring of Honor shows in Korokwen, basically featuring New Japan talent. Um, I, uh, I, to- during the match, I 100% bit hard on the strong zero. I was like, holy shit, Rapongi Vice are actually, gonna be the new champions this is awesome like go rocky winning a heavyweight title um and then obviously it got broken up but god damn i thought that was it
1: yeah they this was another another great match they told the story with dax getting hurt early
2: Uh, maybe i'm just being a a silly mark i genuinely thought he was hurt just because i re-watched the bit where he hurts himself and it's like he's doing an airway drop and he slaps the other arm on the mat obviously to make the the bang noise and he grabs the arm that he threw on the mat and I was like, you know, he's not. It, it kind of seemed real, just to me. Um, the way he done it, like maybe it was real. Maybe he came back, but obviously, it's a story that's been told a hundred times before of tag partner gets injured, comes back, and makes the heroic, triumphant return and win.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, my friend from the Mark Order podcast, every Wednesday night at ten fifteen, if you're an AEW fan, uh, he was there. Obviously, he's watching live. He's not getting commentary, so we're. I'm, he's texting, and I'm like, dude. I'm not <laughs> watching the fucking show. You need to stop it. He's like, what happened? Is he really hurt? Um, and it came out in the scrum afterwards that it was just a work. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, but he was still selling it. He sold the ice pack on the arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was the, you know, to, to get people. So he comes back and the crowd fucking pops huge and it worked. And he, he, he worked it like he was a one-armed man. I, you know, I bit too until I read that he was. Because I was like, oh, this is fucking, this is par for the course right now. They win the tag yeah. titles, but he's hurt. That's
2: what I was wondering as well. I mean, considering like, you know, Max Caster, even during his uh, his rap, made the joke about he's going to put another four guys on the injury list and stuff. Like <laughs> FGR being really smart playing into that of this cursed forbidden door and that one of them gets injured straight away. Like, it's, it's really smart to be fair.
1: I want a, like a YouTube show that just follows the great O'Connor everywhere <laughs> i'd pay i'd pay money to watch that i would too dude what's the weird he's like the instagram thing with the chick in the bathtub
2: yeah instagram took that down and he was like i'll just repost it he literally was like instagram took this down so i'm reposting it
1: things running around it. the chicago beaches in a thong like dude to <laughs> me i'm fucking all about it i want to see more i want to go on an adventure with great O'Con.
2: great O'Con adventures that's Please, it, that's, he's
1: that's, like that's, this chick wanted to have it. sex with me. She had sex with me. It's all she's thankful. He's fu- I'm like, what is going on here?
2: It's bizarre, isn't it? Like, I I I don't know. There's no there's not a word for it, is there? It's just it's just great Okan. Oh, all hail.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in. I hail. He's fucking. He's with the strippers in Las Vegas. He's saving kids in Japan. He's a fucking national hero. This guy. Hey, do you see? Like, I think
2: Tokyo Sports or something. Someone put up a translated headline, and they was like. Great O'Con don't come home. You've embarrassed us by losing our titles in America or something like that.
1: Oh, I would love... Dude, that's great. Let him... <laughs> st- I would take Great O'Con in the States. Let him do his thing, man.
2: I mean, who knows? Maybe they rock up at Ring of Honor. They, they they, didn't get pinned. They've got a claim to, you know, state their case and say, you know, let's do the a match of just FTR versus United Empire.
1: Yeah, again, they didn't get pinned and they lost the titles. Again.
2: Yeah, Jesus, that's bad, isn't it? They're two two V zeros and they've never been pinned.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed this uh match very much. Um I think I think we were I think I think we kind of knew FTR was gonna win.
2: Yeah, I mean it was always gonna be FTR or United Empire, wasn't it? Um FTR seemed the more log- the, the choice that we just most people seem to
1: think was gonna happen. Uh and I love the enthusiasm from Caprice Coleman and Kevin Kelly being so excited knowing that they are Ring of Honor and New Japan Tag Champs, and they can call more of their matches in the future.
2: Yeah, and no, of course, Kevin Kelly commentator for Ring of Honor before, was commentating for Ring of Honor before he joined New Japan, so I'm uh, sure he's delighted. Maybe he gets back on the call for Ring of Honor if they've got the uh, the tag title, the IWGP Tag Titles on the line at a show.
1: And I saw it yesterday there were spec a lot of people were like uh, because I guess AAA and, and New Japan don't have a good working relationship, so people were like they're like there's no fucking shot FTR wins the titles
2: yeah it's bizarre it's all you you can either be with aaa or you can be with cmll and you can't be with both and new japan's been with cmll for like 30 plus years probably Uh, of course they do the fantastic mania shows but yeah no it does make it interesting the fact that the champions of new japan also hold aaa titles i don't imagine cmll are very happy
1: that's weird right because didn't wasn't there a report that andrade could was supposed to work this show but he couldn't
2: yeah, exactly. Andrade and Ray Phoenix because they're AAA guys. Apparently, that's why they had the match on Rampage. Tony said he wanted to give them a spotlight. But, um, yeah, Andrade said he was meant to wrestle Ospreay. Uh But, yeah, no. It's, uh, the AAA stuff is... They, they're like, nope. You're not getting involved. I think, in uh,
1: I think GCW had a bunch of guys, too, and they, they the guys had to be pulled, and the uh, reason was, like, lucha politics.
2: <laughs> that's a, That's a great excuse. I'm going to call in sick to work tomorrow and be like lucha politics
1: <laughs> uh let me know if it works out because then i i want to try it <laughs> try I,
2: don't, I don't think it'll work as well for you
1: i'm gonna try it though
2: <laughs> well you're gonna
1: you're gonna call yourself i'm not the boss oh no no i wish i was Please, I'd, I'd be fucking working as much as i do <laughs> uh, duh, your man tony schiavone He's with Rock Hard, Juice Robinson. Uh, I love that Rock Hard has the fucking IWGP US title. He's not giving it to anyone. I also like that Jay White is there, and Jay White's just laughing the whole time that Juice is cutting his promo. I think, um, J-
2: I think Jay just fucking loves Juice. Like they've got a, a off-screen relationship. They've got, obviously they were in the dojo together. They were young lions together. Um, they're they're really good friends. But yeah, on-screen obviously Bullet Club and enemies and all that stuff. But I bet he's probably really delighted to have Juice in Bullet Club, and Juice just seems like the funniest guy. Like, everyone seems to love him, and um, they love... I the, the, Them naming him Rock Hard is definitely a gag. It's definitely a bit that they've just fucking... they're doing and having fun with.
1: I love it. Did you, uh... Jay White was on, like... Look, again, we love Jay White. We might as well call this the fucking Switchblade Podcast. I think he's one of the best. He was on, like a like, a... Like, some, like, news station in Los Angeles? Dude, he yeah. looked super fucking uncomfortable. I mean, he went in a tracksuit as well. I was like, come on, Jay.
2: Like, let's, let's, let's impress a bit better. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of them things. I I think he got a point across, but he was quite tame, I suppose. Yeah. He was just speaking at a normal volume and not too quick, I suppose. He was very professional is, supposed suppose, the right word. But, yeah, it was, yeah, uh, I, I mean. didn't
1: like it. Yeah. I wasn't know, a it, it wasn't it wasn't the
2: Jay White we know and love.
1: Uh so after that we have our four way for the All Atlantic Championship. Um uh, Malachi Black, Miro, Clark Connors and Pac. Uh the first like 7 minutes of this when Clark Connors wasn't getting much offense in, I was fucking furious. <laughs> I was like You've got to be fucking kidding me. And Kevin Kelly, God bless his soul, is selling this fucking kid. We know what the Rhino can do. Finally, he fucking gets the opportunity to turn it up. He spears him through the fucking table. He's doing big Rhino shit. I was very happy. But, like, the first five to seven minutes, I'm like, this fucking kid's going to eat the pin. He's fucking not going to get a chance to shine. I'm glad it worked out for him.
2: No, I was the exact same. I was like, damn, they've put him in here to just look like a fool at the moment. Um and for a long time it was just the Miro show and it was quite frankly boring. Uh <laughs> I've not seen much of Miro in AEW, but like it just wasn't you've got a four man. Like four ways are usually pretty crazy, you know, everyone's jumping in, you multi moves, all this type of stuff. And it was just like Miro taking out one guy, then taking out another guy, then taking out another guy. And it was he's not the quickest guy because he's obviously Really methodical and slow and strong. Um, and I was like, this needs to pick up. And I think as soon as Clark speared him through the table, it was like, okay, now business is booming.
1: Yeah, it uh picked up, he speared him through the table. He hits the spinning power bomb, he does the trophy kill, and then the fucking crowd is chanting, Let's go, Clark. Oh, yeah, and they, they saw, so they was-
2: so got behind him. It was great,
1: it was fucking awesome. Um, uh, Malachi with the mist and the eyes to Miro, like they tell. There's, there's more to this. Um, Pac gets the win with the brutalizer. Yes, uh, Clark Connors taps out. But, yeah, I
2: mean Clark was always going to take the loss, wasn't he? Considering his his st- his standing and his lack of experience, which is fine. It's, but you know he got the spotlight. That's what he needed. I think Pac was the right winner. Um, yeah. You know he's been with AEW since day one. He's one of the best talents in the world. Uh, and he's really not had anything to show for it in aw he had an amazing feud with kenny omega they had the best they had three matches didn't they kenny one two one with the iron man match in the end um but yeah no i think the right decision putting that strap on park let him let him run with it for a bit let him get the spotlight he deserves
1: yeah i think with the pandemic and him getting stuck and he couldn't come back like he's a fucking treasure so this is exciting and there's so many ways we can we, I, I will not be upset if we see pack and malachi black again um there's so many possibilities and it's all atlantic so you never know you never know where he's going
2: yeah exactly i would like to know whether he can rock up into new japan with that title or on strong or whether new japan guys will challenge for it and stuff because yeah i think having all atlantic and then just having it on AEW every week is kind of you know defeats the purpose, I suppose, of naming it All-Atlantic.
1: Yeah, especially with the way they formatted the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I told you I was going to watch this this morning, and you were like, you're cutting it close, mate. And I was like, I'm skipping the fucking intros. Right? I don't need the recaps. I know what's going on. Uh, I just, so I'm skipping all the intros, because it cuts off like, I probably saved like 20 minutes.
2: Oh, a lot more than that. Jesus, I do it all the time.
1: Yeah, but I did catch the sting entrance.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and I thought I that
1: was it. fucking cool. They had the spotlight up in the rafters, and, uh, and then they, they the lights go off, and then they come back on. You just see the silhouette because he's on top of the ramp. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is Sting doing, dude? He's fucking
2: That's exactly what I thought. As soon as he jumped off that the entrance, like stage, whatever you want to call it, I was like, "How old is this man, and what
1: is he doing?" He's he's got he's got to be I mean he's got to be having a blast. And again, oh, you said it earlier man. The bingo card, we got Sting, Darby Allen, Shingo Takagi, the Young Bucks and El Phantasmo all in the same match.
2: I you know, Bucks back in uh, with ALP is kind of a little dream I suppose of mine just because they're such shit houses like down their opponent's skin and I love the the back rake spot because ALP has made it his bread and butter in Nuge Pan, and obviously it's a thing the Bucks have done for a long time as well. Uh, and they really went over the top with it, um, which was great fun. Uh, but those three as a trio, they would be, they they could do so much and they could be so much fun if it was a consistent thing.
1: No, I agree. This was this was like the party match of the night. This was a lot of fun sting no selling the fucking nipple twisters he's no (laughs) selling the super kick party the fucking back rakes. it was it was such a fucking good time
2: it was yeah exactly it was fun that was it was just there was no you know you didn't really care that elp took the pin as much as i love him it didn't matter because no one's gonna remember that it was just remember that time sting and shingo were together in the same ring and they fist bumped at the end of the match and stuff like you know and uh, even Kevin Kelly renaming them Los Stingables on a on a commentary.
1: Yes, is that? I did not check. Is that a shirt yet?
2: Uh, I mean, pro wrestling tees are probably hot on it, aren't they? They they usually usually pretty good at that
1: stuff. And how does Naito feel about that? And how does Roosh feel about that?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. They uh, on on Rampage, didn't they? The La Faccion Ingobernables, uh, Roosh, they had the shirt ready and everything. Um, oh yeah. You know, you know there's just whether that can come to fruition with lij as well because of yeah the 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 stuff we was talking about aaa and cmll are you surprised naito's
1: is he still hurt is that why he wasn't on the show
2: no i mean he was on the korakuen shows wasn't he um and i think his eyes are now fixed he said on the uh new japan fan club translation uh but he's, I don't know. He's not, he's obviously not in the greatest shape anyway. Like he's, he's had so many surgeries the last right. few years. Uh, but again, I think it's one of, for, for me, in my mind, I think it's one of those don't like, you know, shoot all your load at once. You've got yep. more shows coming up and Naito and probably Ibushi, of course, that's a different matter, but they're the two biggest names that haven't done it yet. Uh, that weren't on his Forbidden Door card. So you kind of need to keep some, uh, some cards up your sleeve.
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a fair point. I didn't think of it that way.
2: Uh, and he's not a spring chicken either. He's
1: 40 years old. So,
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think he posted a picture at a baseball game, uh, like either Friday or Saturday night. Uh, and he's a big Carps fan, isn't he? He's had uh, cross-promotional shots with him. So he probably saw when it was happening. He's like, no, sorry, I'm busy. I've got baseball that weekend.
1: The man after my own heart. <laughs> um, We got a huge announcement. I'm excited because they're coming back to, to do Arthur Ashe Stadium here. In Queens. Trans- well, I was yeah. there last year, and I'm definitely going again this year. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, Chris Jericho's a jerk-off. He's running around throwing fucking fireballs. <laughs> I-, I didn't know this was a thing.
2: I-, I I know he's calling himself the wizard, but to suddenly just see Shorter get a fireball in his face. And I was skipping through as well, and I was like, wait, well, what the fuck? And just like, what? Was Chris Jericho now throwing fireballs?
1: Chris, I am a shining wizard. You just can't fucking... Make up your own nickname, bro.
2: There's rules to this stuff.
1: Yeah, man. Gimmick infringement. What the fuck? I don't call myself the fucking goat. What does he call himself? I don't know. He's had. He's got like 500 names. I'm not the pain maker. Right? I'm demo, demo not.
2: God. Ayatollah, rock and roller. Uh, yeah. We, we could...
1: Lionheart. You don't see me running around telling people I'm Lionheart.
2: We'll lose the podcast time if we go through more.
1: Corazon de Leon. You know. <laughs> uh thunder rose beat tony storm it was i enjoyed it it just yeah, felt it was a match i know he's i think tony khan said in the presser that he wanted to bring in stardom but the were visa issues and a lot of the talent was booked but i know thunder rose is going over to to work in japan right
2: yeah yeah she's going to tjpw tokyo tokyo joshi pro wrestling uh to face miyu yamashita who's like gotten so much love recently in the west she's been t- uh, doing shows in america um and uh she's like their final boss kind of like uh she's absolutely their top dog uh, she lost the title not too long ago to shoko nakajima um but she's still like i suppose uh the way i've not seen loads of her but i've seen enough but the way she's been described to me is kind of like shibata oh nice um, you know she's got probably the best i'd say from what i know the best kicks of a of a female wrestler but she's up there for just the best kicker in the world at at the moment today um so yeah it'll be interesting to see I mean Thunder Rosa getting more eyes on TJPW will be a great thing because they're doing wonders over there
1: yeah absolutely and the AEW's done a shit job with their women's division so
2: yeah I mean this match it really didn't do anything for me um I haven't seen much of Thunder Rosa and I know people are clamoring for her to win the title but based on this performance I'm not really sure why uh, and if this is one of her better performances, then it, it yeah, it doesn't. But, you know, it, it's not for me. I'm not going into this to watch it. So, uh, quite frankly, my opinion is worth well, fuck all in this, uh, in, in regards to this match.
1: Yeah, they just have not. They, the, her and Britt was hot. The chase was where it was hot. It was almost like the Adam Page thing. Yeah. Him chasing Kenny was, and then they got the titles and it was like, well, let's let's run another Thunder Rose and Nyla Rose match. Let's have her. Yeah. Good. I know on they TV to kind of promo and get beat up and not even get a word. Like they just, they don't do a good job with their women's division.
2: Yeah. I know she's since winning the title, she was hardly on TV. I, I see the reports and stuff like that. And that she was rightly pissed off because yeah, if you've just won the title and then you, you should be on TV Yeah, Britt Baker was still the the vocal point still in the Owen heart tournament and all that bollocks.
1: Yeah. So uh, the match was fine. It was what it was. I think Tony storm's a great talent. And she's only going to make the division better. I just hope they can figure out what to do with these ladies. Yeah, I love Tony. Um, you
2: know, great, big fan of her stuff in Stardom. Uh, I've seen her wrestle over here a, a handful of times when she's come over for shows. Um, so her, so I, I hope she ends up in Stardom eventually again. But um, you know, it seems quite. It's, it's a matter of when, right? Really, it seems rather than a matter of if with this stuff.
1: Uh, Jim Ross is out to join the commentary team for the rest of the show lucky us uh we got will osprey with the Aussie open taking on orange cassidy uh no iwgp us championship juice has it up in the skybox with elp and, and Higuleo. um but osprey did wear his rev pro belt
2: he did man they're getting some between all the aw ones in this man they were good my, my local boys in rev pro that i've been supporting for the past what seven eight years you know, getting getting some uh, deserved spotlight on the big on the big time, man. Good for them.
1: Yeah, everyone gets a little love. Um, this was awesome. This was such a great match. Uh, Osprey is, I mean, what? Uh, it's, it's they they ran a promo package. I think it was before this match when it was like Kenny Omega left, and the two guys that stepped up were Will Osprey and Jay White. Um, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was like. I don't know why, I I don't know what I was doing where I hadn't (laughs) fast-forwarded through it, Um, but that was like, they were like, when Kenny Omega left to start AEW, like Will Ospreay and Jay White became like the guys. Yeah. And they're not wrong, and this, dude, Ospreay's so fucking good, and Orange Cassidy's fucking great. I I hate the gimmick. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of people are going to hate me. Um, He's good. He was fucking Fire Ant in Shakara. I don't know if people know that.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm not going into this. I was like, I'm not excited for this. I, I watched it this morning, first thing, and I was like, it it really didn't do anything for me. And I watched it again later. I watched it again later in the day, um, and I enjoyed it more the second time. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a fan of the gimmick at all. Uh, but I think it was better than I thought it was going to be. I don't think I enjoyed it half as much as everyone else seems to.
1: Yeah, I I really enjoy. I hate the gimmick, but I knew we were gonna get a good match out of it. And then another example of a Jim Ross when they were trying to rip his pockets out, and Jim Ross is like, he's just come, what's he can't buy can't new jeans, buy and I'm mind. like, fucking a Jim Ross. <laughs> he's so bad at that. Just like
2: completely shitting on what someone's doing, basically.
1: You know how hard those pajama jeans are to come by.
2: They look super comfy.
1: I feel I fear if I ever bought a pair, I would never take them off.
2: I mean, yeah, I would hope I could pull them off and wear them out to like events and stuff, rather than just around the house.
1: Yeah, I could never pull it off.
2: <laughs> exactly,
1: <the> same. <laughs> never, my wife would fucking murder me. Uh, I did like the the little nod to Eddie Guerrero where Arn Cassidy pretends he's hurt.
2: Yeah, I like the fact. That, cause it seemed really stupid, but I like the fact that Osprey didn't get caught out by it. Like it just seemed too stupid for me. Like Eddie Guerrero's stuff is a bit more to it than, you know, pretending to take a bump like a minute after Osprey has knocked you off the top corner. Uh like what did what's Osprey supposed to think? That like Cassidy just tripped over or something? Um But I like the fact that Osprey didn't get caught out by it. And like as he's doing the moves, he quickly gave a little tap on the head to be like, you know, I'm yeah. not such an idiot after all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a little tap on the head, a little smirk, bro. He's yes. so fucking fast. God damn. It's
2: insane considering how big he's gotten as well from when he was junior heavyweight that he hasn't lost too much speed.
1: And then I think, I think that for me, this was the moment of the night. Yes,
2: yes, yes. Um, Who the fuck's Claudio Castagnoli?
1: I mean, look, dude, I love Claudio. This was so do I. <laughs> bro, the, so Aussie, the, 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 the United Empire jump. Cassidy after the match. Here comes Trent. Here comes Rocky. They take a powder. uh, And then the fucking music hits. And he's <inaudible> like, there's a guy in the crowd with a sign that says, if Shibata shows up, I'm going to cry. He's like, get that man a Kleenex. And here comes... Fi- I'm getting goosebumps right now, Talk That would about.
2: have been me. Literally, like, that sign is me in my heart, basically. Like, fuck! Shibata's my all-time favorite wrestler. Like, it's an easy answer for me. There's no... Oh, i like this guy some gate shibata shibata is my favorite uh fuck me um i knew he was in he was like going chicago like tanashi put selfies up with shibata in the airport and i was like well his la dojo boys are there everyone's there you know he's just going along see people you know uh watch his la dojo guys in person because i've seen him do it here in Repro. pro uh he stood next to me for for when the la dojo guys were having a match um but fuck me I did not expect him to come out and I did not expect him to come out then of all the fucking times
1: it was it was it was so I was, didn't get to watch live so it happened and then I texted my group and I was like you saw Shabbat live I'm fucking jealous <laughs> I had
2: p oh yeah I I've, I've seen him live thankfully a good few times but not since obviously he's come back but yeah no, I had uh, people that were like I oh, wish Shabata's music here I thought of you and I just went I stayed off social media, obviously, but once Shibata came out and that whole thing, I went onto Twitter very carefully and just tweeted Shibata with as many A's as I could fit on Twitter. And people were responding like, I was waiting for you to, waiting to see your reaction, man. Oh, I, I, I love, 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 love Shibata. Uh,
1: and if this is going to set, are we, get, are they going to, we haven't seen Shibata since he went to fucking. I posted a meme the other day
2: saying that, you know, like the guy when he's got the peace sign up and then he's like disappearing meme. I was like, shibata since wrestle kingdom and posted yeah. that and i feel like shibata is like maybe one of the la dojo guys that follows me on twitter shows shibata and was like look at this
1: prick <laughs> oh we're getting i mean are we gonna get shibata osprey because fucking sign me up dude the story's
2: there as well that's what i love about it it's not random like a osprey challenged shibata for the red pro title years ago back in japan Uh and then of course last year Osprey had a feud with the LA Dojo when he came back at Resurgence, the LA Dojo boys come out and Osprey was like, fuck you, fuck Shabata. Uh he beat Carl Fredericks in a match. I think he beat Clark in a match. Uh he had a feud going on with Gabriel Kidd over in the UK. Uh, but of course, unfortunately, Gabriel Kidd is trying to is focusing on his mental health at the moment, so good for him. But uh yeah, the story's there as well, like Shabata being like, Okay, you've gotten through my students now, come fucking fight the master, son.
1: Yeah, and we still didn't get the fucking payoff for Shibata Kenta, right?
2: No, I mean they've they've got they've, there's so much they can do with Shibata. Like if if he's safe, if if he can do it safely. But I love that they've gone with Osprey, um, and yeah, like I I'm I I know surely it's for a the G one's coming up now, so we're not going to fucking get anything about this for a while. But also, I'm just praying on a fucking whim and a dream, and I will pay for the flights because RevPro have their. Tenth anniversary shows coming up in August. and they're doing a two. They're doing two shows back to back at York Hall in a weekend. Um, and obviously Osprey's their champion. And Shibata just came out and attacked Osprey. And Osprey's been a Rev Pro champion before. So if they do Shibata versus Osprey for the title in London, I I'm going to the show anyway. But I'll get front row tickets. i <laughs> will fucking. I'll. I've tweeted Rev Pro and said I'll pay for the, his for Shibata's flights to come over if that's what you want to do. Wow. And my camera has frozen. That's awesome.
1: All right, I saw
2: you. It was it's you this time. It's not me. I'm still here, but I'm gonna to have to reset it. But uh, carry on. Whilst I look frozen, making a very weird face.
1: No, you're good. You're good. You can still hear your audio. But reset. Uh, we got a couple more matches we're gonna talk about here on the uh, Fightful Overbooked New Japan Pro Wrestling show, uh, available at fightfuloverbooked.com and on fightful.com. Uh, the Bread Club. If you enjoy what you're listening to, please tweet at Fightful, Sean Ross, Sapp, uh, anybody related to the Fightful family. Let them know that you are enjoying uh, the Bread Club, the New Japan uh, Fightful Overbook show. And, of course, you can follow Kieran over on Twitter at KieranRH93, also at WrestleIn. Uh, he's a part of that beautiful family over there, and he hosts the Noob Japan podcast. So check that out. He also... I did not know this. Does a little bit of writing. He's got a great article that he just just went up this afternoon. Uh, yeah, about I mean, I, Shibata. So check that
2: out. Yeah, I wrote that like two weeks ago, maybe, and um, it just coincidentally happened to be publishing it today. Uh, so like fucking dream, dream, uh, dream timing, really. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't write very often. Uh, no, you're back.
1: I was killing time because your camera froze.
2: Oh, I know, I know, but I don't write very often. Um, pod podcasting and fight for take up too much of my my time and my life uh but sean roshan sean, sean Rossap still doesn't follow me on twitter even though i'm on his his youtube so there's that
1: oh well, i guess we're gonna have to break a thousand views before we start getting some some more love right
2: yeah yeah uh, uh okay all right H- how do we get to a thousand
1: i mean we're not far off bro forbid the forbidden s- door, this is a hot topic we're gonna get some extra views Speedbook i said i would in.
2: I said I would do a forfeit of Hangman Page won the AEW title of my friend's choosing. Um, so thank God that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I didn't think the title was going anywhere. Uh, you can follow me at Wizards Podcast too. ShiningWizards.com is the website. Uh, every Monday night over there we do a live show. Uh, yeah, okay. That's it. Plugs are done. <laughs> Kieran's back. His camera's working. Um, it's been so we weird recently.
2: Sorry, it might freeze again. I don't know what's going on. It's never done it before.
1: No, you're good. Don't worry about it. Uh
2: Shabbat is
1: uh, back. So we get that, right? We're riding high. Here comes Zach Sabre Jr. And then we get... Right, our. Hang, hang on, hang
2: on. Hang on. What about the interaction with Orange Cassidy? Because not being a fan of Orange Cassidy's gimmick, him putting the sunglasses on Shabbat fucking made me laugh. Like... I don't. I'm not an Orange Cassidy fan, but it got me good.
1: I'm. I'm with you. I just was hoping we weren't going to talk about it because I just said I hate the gimmick. So,
2: (laughs) so do I. But it. It really. It really made me laugh. I really found it funny. And then Shibata gave us a great picture of him just knocking down the sunglasses and looking over the top of him, looking incredibly cool.
1: Yeah. Well, they tried to go to the promo package, and then Shibata made Orange Cassidy get back in the ring. (laughs) Uh, So that, yes, that was, that's what, that's what wrestling is about, right? It's supposed to, we're supposed to have those moments, right? Shibata coming back is a beautiful moment. And then the little little comedy there. It's nice. It's fun.
2: It was great. It was great. Uh, But yeah, next up, Zack Sabre Jr. Versus mystery technical opponent of Brian Danielson's own choosing.
1: Claudio Castagnoli.
2: Every, it's it's amazing, isn't it? How, as soon as it got announced, everyone was like, it's Claudio. we nice, Claudio. It's no one else. Um what's well, quite interesting, Tony said during the media scrum that he had him under contract already, didn't he? because uh, um I think Brian Danielson they say they said, Brian, they said Tony said if you're not one hundred percent you can't do it, it's fine, you know, don't risk it. And Brian Danielson then su- then suggested Claudio and Tony Khan was like, Well, interestingly enough, I happen to have Claudio under contract, Brian. Uh so that fucking worked out pretty well, didn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Ah. Uh... Man, this is great. This, this, I, I kind of feel bad again. I feel bad for Zach cause I think Zach is massively unbelievable. He is one of the most underrated, uh, professional wrestlers out there. I was lucky. I got to see his evolve stuff when he was in evolve over here. And I think he, I think he wrestled Thatcher once and I got to see it live and it was fucking bonkers. Um, it's an AEW again. It's an AEW show, right? So I have to take I have to take that into consideration. I, and Claudio's a slouch, but man, like I don't know, man. This was good, but I just feel like Zach deserved better. I think Zach Brian Danielson is is the real moneymaker.
2: Yeah, sorry, my thing's frozen again. It seems like it's just going to keep on doing it sporadically now. I'm so sorry, uh, but yeah, I like. It felt like the Claudio show. Rather mm-hmm. than, and Zach really didn't get to showcase much of himself at all, um, which I wasn't a fan of. Because as well, my whole thing with it was if it is Claudio, then why, and he has to win. He can't come in as this big surprise debut and then lose to Zach. Then why would we now, as a fan, or even if you're Brian Danielson, why would you now want to face Zach Saber Jr. when he's already lost to Claudio? You know, this was a guy that you put in as a replacement for yourself. So why are you now going to get the real thing?
1: Well, I think they tried to mold that into the story when they were like, "Well, Zach didn't know who the opponent was until that moment, so he wasn't prepared." They can, they can definitely play it
2: off. It's just you know, it's wrestling. Who, like, at the end of the day, they can do whatever the fuck they want. But um, yeah, I mean, and and Claudio, I, he's not really known for being a technical guy, is he? Did he do really anything technical in that match? You just fucking beat the shit out
1: of Zach. Right, yeah, he's not really a, a technical wizard, uh, dude. He hit the uh, the neutralizer in the first like thirty seconds, and I was I like,
2: "Shit, my pants!"
1: I was like, "This is gonna." I'm like, "If this happens, if it goes this way, I'm gonna fucking throw my laptop out into the middle of the street right now."
2: I got so scared when that happened. I was the same. I was like, "I can't." Like, I'm so obviously, that kicked out, but Jesus Christ, I thought that was it.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a look. It was a it was a fun match. But I don't think we got if, to see the best of Zack Sabre Jr. here. Yeah, it was the it was the Claudio show.
2: Zack really didn't get to do much. He didn't get to put on any, like, intricate, amazing submissions or anything like that.
1: Uh, so, Claudio wins. Great match. Next up is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. I'll be 100% transparent here. I fucking hate uh, triple threat matches and four-way matches. I
2: didn't yeah, I didn't like this match at all um i even before the ending, I didn't think it was good uh I haven't seen Adam Cole wrestle in many years since early nXt got black and gold as we're calling it now um he granted he apparently he's he got injured or concussed during it, but he sucked, he was awful
1: i I, I know why we had a four-way. I just think, I think it should have, you just should have gone like the way New Japan, That should have been a fucking tag match. It should have been Adam Cole and Jay White against Okada and Paige.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. They obviously wanted the title to be defended, um, but yeah, it just, I, for me, it didn't work. And considering how much of a big New Japan mark I am and everything like that, I thought Hangman Page was kind of like the star of that match. Like, he put in the best performance. Um, Okada kind of just done what he does. Uh, I, like I said, I thought Adam Cole was awful. And I don't even think Jay White was anything special during the match as well. I think it was a bad showcase for New Japan.
1: Yeah, it was, it was again. Well, I thought it was a good match. I don't think it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like Jay White Okada from two weeks ago. Where it's like, oh, you got to see this match. Um, it was very vanilla for me. And uh, I wish they had just gone and done uh... I wish We're they had just to... gone and done Tag Match, you know?
2: I'm trying to change my webcam to a different way, like my built-in webcam, which isn't as good because my obviously there we go. Alright, that will work now, it just does not look pretty. Um... Yeah, it looks fine sorry about that i don't know what the fuck's going
1: don't worry um, about it I, I feel like
2: the thing that adam cole probably left hurting most with was his fucking fires. like the amount of shit super kicks he done during it um like none of them looked good the one on the, the moon salt on hangman page was great absolutely picture perfect beautiful but um yeah I, I maybe i'll get hate for it but yeah i didn't think adam cole was good at all during that.
1: And that's surprising, look, that's surprising because Adam Cole's done a great job uh, so far in AEW's put on some bangers with Adam Page. I just think I'm, again, not a fan of the triple threat or the four-way, and New Japan doesn't do a lot of triple threats. They did that one with what, uh, Kenny, was it Kenny? Kenny, Cody, Cody and Ibushi.
2: And and then like years before that, they done like Elgin, Styles, and Tanahashi or Okada. It was like on an R8 show or something like 2015. But um, yeah, they, they don't do them. For, not for the big title, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, Wednesday when they announced this, I was like, this is going to be a fucking banger. And then I saw the way the match started, and I was like, I fucking hate this already.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think there was any redeeming qualities. Of course, the ending, no one really knows what happened at the moment. You know, people saying Adam Cole might be injured in some way, shape, or form during the match, might be concussed. Uh, I get the feeling that Okada was obviously meant to hit the Rainmaker, which Adam Cole dodged, considering... Jay White then just pinned an Adam Cole that hadn't taken a move after. It, it was very bizarre.
1: Yeah, it was uh, again, I got the text messages too like, what the fuck? It didn't look good. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean, and it works for the story in New Japan, right? If Okada hits the Rainmaker on Cole and then Jay White pushes him out of the, w- the ring and steals the win, like
2: yeah, no, that's what it seemed like. Okada hits the Rainmaker, and uh, J White quickly runs in, hits the Blade Runner, and he's got a free pin on Adam Cole. It's absolutely fine. Like the, the story they were gonna do was fine. It's just that Okada didn't hit the Rainmaker on Adam Cole for whatever reason, whatever went wrong.
1: Yeah, you see, J even after the after the finish, you see J White say something to the referee, and yep. even good old Jr. was like, "I well, don't
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, J White's clearly speaking to the ref, and he didn't. Look happy, like he's usually when he's got the win. He's boast, he's boastful. He's got big, shitty grin on his face and stuff, and he's rubbing it in people's face. But he like got his hand raised and pretty much just left the ring.
1: Yeah, and uh, Excalibur even made a point during the replays to mention that Adam Cole left under his own power. But I think, I think they reported he got a concussion.
2: All right, I didn't know if anything
1: had been officially reported on it. Yeah, let's see what the, what old fuzzy says over here. Dun, 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 dun. But yeah, no. At least yeah, J1 uh, into
2: the g one as champion.
1: Yeah, concussed, concussed. Uh, is yeah,
2: that well, makes sense. Apparently, like you know, there's people, people were suggesting or reports I don't know that they they rushed the ending to protect Adam Cole as well, which well,
1: he if was is hurt, the case, he it's had, Understanding, he, he went. Hadn't hurt, he had wrestled. Oh, sorry for talking over you.
2: No, no, he went. He went in hurt apparently as well, didn't he? Like he
1: yeah,
2: had niggling injuries he, for a, he, a long time.
1: Yeah, it's the fuck. The curse, man.
2: Yeah, no, it's AEW uh, need to wrap their people up in bubble wrap.
1: Oh, I mean, you you sign everyone under the sun, so, and you have a whole yeah, other promotion, they... so I guess
2: they'll be all right. They, you know, one of the complaints about AEW is that they have too many guys. You know, it's going to give those guys a chance to step up potentially.
1: What's it? Between Ring of Honor and this, like, you know, you'll be able to weather the storm.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, they've got like Samoa Joe doing nothing for God's sake. Like, you know, if they really need to, he can step up to the plate.
0: Right. Uh,
1: and now it's main event time. Uh, Moxley Tanahashi.
2: Moxley's, uh, love of bleeding is quite comical, isn't it? Like, just the guy will take. Uh, you know, they'll do, they'll do the leapfrog spot at the beginning of matches and suddenly he'll be bleeding somehow. Uh, it's, it adds so much to the match to be fair and kudos him for always being willing to do it. Cause it's certainly, especially a match like this where it's the main event of the biggest show, high stakes, top title. And he's just like the Muto scale everywhere. Um, it, it elevates it for sure.
1: Uh. <sighs> people are people might be upset by this um i thought this was okay i fucking hate tanahashi i know you didn't like his hair i didn't know you didn't like him no i just i don't know man i don't know here's the thing right we get we're so high we go so high with osprey and orange Cassidy and shibata and claudio and then we come down The IWGP, and and maybe I have to go back and watch it again. I was really, you were right. I was tight on time. Uh, I finished the pay-per-view like five minutes before we recorded. I just, after the IWGP heavyweight championship match, I was just like, man, I just ate a fucking turd sandwich.
2: Yeah. And I I wasn't
1: excited for, like, I wanted more out of that match and I wasn't happy with the way it started and the way it ended. And and look, injuries happen. And, but, but I don't think the injury had, if the result was still J way winning, I don't think it would have changed. Like I just, the match was like, ugh.
2: yeah, no, I wasn't, that's excited, what I mean. Mo,
1: I wasn't I excited for Moxley Tanahashi.
2: Yeah. Like people have said, obviously the ending ruined the four way, but I feel like it wasn't good before that anyway. Um, I don't think people are as down on it necessarily as me and you are. Maybe we're a couple of Debbie Downers here. But, um, yeah, it didn't do much for me. But I I did enjoy the main event. I thought it had done exactly what it needed to do. It had the big big fight feel. Um, You know, Tanahashi's hitting high fly flows at outside, which he only brings out for the big matches. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, he seemed like he had it won when he hit the second high fly flow, uh, hit the standing high fly flow, and then hit the one on the floor, but rolled off because he had the injured arm uh i think they done really well i think considering you know neither of, like moxley isn't uh, gonna put on a five-star classic he's not the world's best wrestler but he has just got something about him that makes him the world's best wrestler because of the stories he can tell
1: he does uh, i tell you what i going back to your joke about moxley uh bleeding i was kind of out of it until he came up bleeding. Yeah, uh, look, it just changes it. I'm not the biggest Tanahashi fan. I will never take anything away from him. He's one of the greatest wrestlers in in the history of professional wrestling, and you know his face is on the Mount Rushmore of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, there was a point when Moxley was doing the elbows, and I was like, they better not ring the fucking bell.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, they were leaning. The commentary were really leaning into it, weren't they?
1: because I was like, if th- look, I. Again, not the biggest Tanahashi fan, but he does not. If they were, if they did that, I would have been fucking super upset.
2: I thought the same with the Bulldog Choke as well. Like Tanahashi looked like he, they, you know, playing it that He was out of it. And I was like, damn, they could have genuinely stop this here. And I was like, they don't, you shouldn't do that in your main event when you've got Tanahashi in your main event
1: as well. And I think we were in agreement. We didn't think they were going to put that the interim championship on Tanahashi and then send him to go do the G1. So yeah, exactly. That was an
2: outside chance, but realistically, no, it, it was never going to happen. Was it?
1: No, I don't think so. And then of course, back to my earlier statement, this was all the AW show to promote blood and guts, which is, which is fine. It's that's what it was. It was in the States. It's a W. Um, and then we get the big schmaz at the end with uh, everyone from the, the Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Society. Poor poor Tanahashi just slaying there and on the side of the ring,
2: like, well, I, I what do I do? Like <laughs> I don't I don't care about any of this shit.
1: But I think overall it was a it was a great it was a great show.
2: Yeah, people are, people are saying show of the year. Um it's hard to disagree, uh considering, you know, I think I know everyone, I, do, I don't watch AW, the general c- the consensus has been that the build has been very sloppy and poor for the show. But I think the show was always going to deliver. And quite frankly, you don't remember the build in years to come. You remember the show. You know, you don't remember the build to the big matches, the big Wrestle Kingdom matches. You don't remember the build to, you know. And it, to to most matches, uh, it's, you just remember the match the match that happens, and that's certainly going to be the case with Forbidden Door.
1: Yeah, and I hope this is the, I hope we see more new like he's got Ring of Honor, like I hope we see New Japan guys in Ring of Honor. I hope we see more stuff with the the New Japan Strong. Um,
2: yeah, I think that's I, I we want obviously the Japanese guys, but realistically, there's so many guys that are based in New Japan Strong that are New Japan contracted wrestlers that. Of course, they can shop anywhere. They can shop on AW any week. They can shop on Ring of Honor any week. There's, yeah, and you've got to think it's going to happen. Like, why would AW not want a New Japan guy to rock up or a Ring of Honor guy to rock up, and vice versa? Strong needs all the help it can get because it's great, but it just doesn't get the attention it deserves.
1: Right, and they're bringing that. They're doing. They're opening up the tag, the tag tournament over there now. Yeah, that's something
2: worth mentioning as well. Where Fred Rosser beat Tom Lawlor to become the new uh, Strong Openweight Champion and enter their rivalry that's been going on for. A long time in new japan strong uh tom lawler heads off into the g1 now and fred rosser becomes the the second weight champion strong openweight champion fucking good luck to him very happy for him
1: yeah that's great stuff and they got uh who the, what the who's uh they they're doing um they're doing the music city mayhem so they'll be new japan will be represented at flair's last match um and it, uh, Clark Clark and Haromu is in uh, July in Charlotte. That's fucking huge. Violet, yeah, they've announced they were
2: Musk, of versus TJP as well, I think. And they've announced one more match, I think. But yeah, no, Clark and Haromu is the marquee match that's been announced for that so far.
1: Uh, Haiku Leo and uh, Big Demo.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, Big Demo. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> i see him years ago. Before he joined WWE, he was obviously a UK independent wrestler. i see like him like Nakamura. I see him versus like Tanahashi
1: and I I just never cared for him. Uh, I I I'm not gonna argue with you. I don't care for Tanahashi, so (laughs) I have fucking legs to stand on here. I mean
2: big demo, but big dao and Tanahashi are two very different people to the wrestling business and their their quality. Let's Let's not put them in the same. Category trying to redeem myself.
1: Look, there's going to be people that watch this, and the, all the comments so far on the YouTube have been very positive. And now I'm going to get like this today. fucking guy doesn't like Tanahashi. doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Which you might be right, but whatever. I'm here now, so tough shit. The hate mail is incoming. Tough titties, y'all. I got picked to do this, so suck it. <laughs> Sorry, that was aggressive. Um they uh so we have the shows this weekend um where we see uh Kushida back we see Kenta back in the ring and then um July 16th man he'll be here before you know it, and we're off and running with this fucking G1
2: yeah well, a, little, a little over two weeks really isn't it two Holy three weeks maybe shit. but yeah wow man it's it's, it's comes around so quickly
1: they they and I have the full tournament schedule in front of me and we're not going to go over every day uh because we're we're not trying to do another like two and a half hour podcast but dude night one fucking okada jeff Cobb, are you fuck that's fucking an osprey elp
2: i i don't know who's facing who when but jesus christ yeah they're going off with a bang like okada and Cobb had a little feud last year year before maybe i don't remember yeah um but where they had like jeff where okada won with a quick little roll up and stuff um and obviously, Jeff Cobb is just one of the best in the world today. And ElP and Osprey had an amazing match in uh, for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship years ago, uh, that really doesn't get the attention and love it deserves. Um, and now, of course, Osprey is a heavyweight, and they've not touched the same. They've not touched in a long, long time. Uh, so that one is a, a low key one that you know that could be a five star match, easy.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, I think you're going to see. A, I don't think you're going to see Goofy ELP because he's up to the heavyweight now. So I think you're going to see a whole it'll different of him. Yeah,
2: it'll be interesting actually to see whether he does. He's still pulling off the back breaks and stuff, or whether he is. Yeah, he is more serious. Uh,
1: the seventeenth, the next night, Saber and Kenta.
2: That was great at the whenever it happened at the last G One. Um, that was low-key One of the uh, the best matches of the tournament. Oh.
1: Uh, the twenty. I'm just gonna. I'm just going through just what pops off the page as we wind down. The twentieth, uh, Hiroki Goto, Naito.
2: Is that that's the only one that pops off the page that night?
1: I mean, Archer, Bad Luck Tama Tonga, Chase Owens, David Finley, Yujiro Takahashi.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh...
1: <laughs> Can I have a little, face <laughs> with me, dude? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lance Archer, and I'm a, I, I'm kind of in on Tonga you know, with singles run, I just was fucking super annoyed that he lost in his first defense to Carl Anderson.
2: Yeah, and then, uh, you know, Carl's not even in the G1, so, you know, it's the title's not going to be seen for a couple of months.
1: Uh, The 23rd, Big Tom and Jay White will run it back. Yeah, Uh, that'll uh, suck. uh, The 24th, Tanahashi Naito. uh, Yeah,
2: uh, they're so good together. Like, their match at the G1... What with the first G one with clap crowds, man! Oh, that was magic.
1: Uh, Sonata Tai Chi's on that that night too, and those are like two of my like second tier favorite dudes.
2: I thought you was going to go the opposite way then. Yeah, and no, I, I think um, Sonata's going to. He's always hit and miss, isn't he? Hopefully we get the, hopefully we get the Sonata that wants the shot.
1: Uh, the twenty sixth, Tom Lawler, Lance Archer, Finley, and Juice. That-
2: Oh, that's going to be interesting. Considering that that'll be the first Finjuice Juice interaction probably yeah. since the since he became Hard Rock. Um, and yeah, Archer versus Tom Lawler. That's a that's an interesting one because Tom Lawler's obviously his MMA background and submissions and stuff like that against just a pure
1: monster. Yeah, the twenty seventh is not looking great. Toriano, bad luck, Fale, uh hiroki Goto, Aaron Honare, Ishi Tamatanga. Which might be the best one. Yeah. Osprey Yudro yeah, Takahashi. Uh
2: yeah. Uh Tamatonga and <laughs> who was it? Tamatonga and and Big Tom Ishii. Yeah, that should be good. Tamatonga's doing great stuff as a singles. That should that should be great.
1: Uh July thirtieth is a is a solid one. Jonah, Tom Lawler, Sonata, Great O'Khan, Tanahashi, Zack Saber Jr. Finley and uh, Shingo
2: Tanahashi, Zach. They've obviously they've had so many matches together for over the the different titles and stuff. Yeah, and Zach always fucking tries his best to cripple Tanahashi. So you should enjoy yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will. Uh, July thirty <laughs> first. Uh, Jeff Cobb, Archer. Big
2: meaty what is it? Meaty men slapping meat, as Big E would say. That's, yeah, that's maybe. big meaty men slapping meat. That'll be good.
1: Uh August second, uh Tomahira Ishi, Great Finley Osprey, uh Goto Kenta.
2: Goto Kenta have history they fought over the uh Never title, I wanna say, maybe, probably. Um yeah, no, they 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 had a whole thing going on during World Tag League, didn't they, one year where Kenta kept on ruining Goto's matches and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, August 5th, Jonah, Jeff Cobb, uh, Tanahashi, Evil. I fucking hate Evil.
2: Yeah, no, t- Jeff Cobb and Jonah is a match that fans want to see, isn't it? They had that brief interaction at um, one of the last shows in America and uh, it was very brief,
1: but the crowd lost their shit. Uh I just lost my spot here. what I say? August sixth. Uh Shingo Osprey. Uh Godo, Zach Saber Jr., Great O'Connor Jay White, which I'm really interested in.
2: Yeah, that, that's the, the beauty of the G1, isn't it? You wouldn't usually think, oh, Jay White and Great O'Conn, but they, it could be really great. It could also be really awful. Um, but obviously to the stand out there, Osprey, Shingo, again, they've had what a six star match. They've had what, two or three match of the years, um, you know, they, they get, they run it back again.
1: Uh, the seventh in Osaka, uh, Juice and El Phantasmo. Uh, a little Brilliant. infighting. Yeah. Bullet Club versus
2: Bullet Club. Hard Rock versus the Headbanger.
1: Uh, I'm interested. Okada, Jonah.
2: Yeah. I mean, last like I, I, think I said this before on the last episode, I don't know too much about Jonah since he's in, in recent years, um, so yeah, you know I'm I'm all aboard as long as he 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 uh, he's got a clean slate with me. So you know hopefully he does impress.
1: Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, the ninth, uh, Jonah Lance Archer, Naito Kenta, uh, Tamatanga Taichi.
2: Naito Kenta, of course. You know the whole Wrestle Kingdom stuff, and this is going to be a very important G1 for Naito as well. And I think Kenta spoiled Naito on the last night of a G1 as well, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot a lot of history between them. They're not gonna. You know, be putting on a bomb burner classic, but it's going to be heated and there's going to be story.
1: Yeah. No, this is, I, I don't know how I feel about this format. This, this four, it's, four
0: blocks. yeah,
2: it's strange, isn't it? Like just knowing that there's all these, each block is competing every night. Uh, it makes the just keeping up with it. I feel like it's going to be just dif- more difficult than usual.
0: Yeah. It's going to be terrible. Like, in,
2: in terms of just like, okay, who needs to, who's on how many points and who's got who left and, who needs to beat who and it because it's just not simple one night's this block one night's this block it's every night is some of the block
1: right uh this this will be all printed out my wife will be going what are you doing what are you doing
2: yeah i've done a pickums in years past i am not i don't think i'm going to bother this year so it's a lot of work with two blocks let alone with four
1: yeah four is is nuts uh the 10th uh of august uh of tom lawler Tamatanga, Great Okan, Tanahashi, Goto, Finlay, El Fantasmo.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, Tom Lawler, Okada, big match for Tom Lawlor. Uh, that's going to going to be a big preview match for him. Hopefully, he gets over with the Japanese crowd as well. Um, but yeah, he's certainly you know if you get put in there with Okada, there's every you've got you've got all the chance in the world of put, doing something great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the 13th, Tai T.J. White, the 14th, uh, Tanahashi, Kenta. Tom Waller, Jeff Cobb,
2: Tanahashi can rematch from Wrestle Kingdom? You know, oh, yeah, hopefully no none of the world's dan- most dangerous ladders involved this time.
1: And then I guess the last night: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, one, twelve,
2: thirty, forty. The last night has Jay White versus Tamatonga. If that helps.
1: Yes, and it it's just weak because it's I don't yeah, know. So the easy. last night is the sixteenth at Budokan Hall. It's Okada, Lance Archer, Tamatonga, Jay White. Jonah Badluck Fale, Big Tom against Sonata, Hiroki Godo versus Evil, Naito Zack Sabre Jr., Shingo El Fantasmo and Osprey and Juice.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's weird though, because yeah, obviously usually you go into the last night and everyone's wrestling and it's like, oh who's gonna finish on how with many points, but some of the guys' G1s will be wrapped up before the final night. Um before the like you know, the the last night of blocks uh yeah but yeah obviously they're, they're setting up things for the future there. osprey and juice juice is probably going to be in, running around the tournament with the title much to osprey's chagrin uh el Fantasmo shingo is an interesting one you can see el phantasmo playing spoiler to a uh, shingo there and um yeah zach and naito always put on bangers uh zach put naito on the shelf last year during the dg1 uh zach has stopped naito from getting to the g1 finals before beating with the saber driver uh there, there's a lot of history between them two especially on the final night of g1
1: yeah so that's i mean that's just a, a brief uh look at the g1 and, and that'll start july 16th in Sapporo. so uh i don't know if we're gonna do a preview show or what we have on tap but uh we're, we're we're getting to the best time of the year for me
2: it's christmas time except christmas goes on for a month
1: hey that's not a bad thing i like christmas
2: it's great. It's, it's the most wonderful time of the year.
1: Uh, is there anything else that we need to cover today, my friend?
2: I don't think so. It's been a forbidden door was the big thing. New Japan haven't had many shows because of it. Um, you know, there's not been much on the New Japan news front. Uh, I don't think. Um, yeah, they had the two shows at korakuen They announced the G1 blocks and the schedules. Uh, and yeah, Kushida. Um, you know, it's been a good time. It's just not been a lot to a lot going on.
1: Well, I mean, enjoy it. Well, I enjoy it now, right? Because uh the G one's gonna be fucking nuts and uh it'll be interesting to see what we do with with F T R where they fit in with the IWGP uh tag titles. Do they run it back with the the United Empire? Um you know, do the Good Brothers get involved? Does G O D go back together?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, do 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 FTR even get on a plane to Japan? Do we even get to see them in Japan? They, there's no reason. Like, it, it, they could easily lose the titles in America and never step foot in the country. Um, yeah, I think that would be a, a waste. Uh, you know, hopefully they're in World Tag League because between Great Okan and Jeff Cobb now working as a more refined unit, than their last World Tag League got Aussie Open, FTR. You know, that's three great new fresh teams. Uh, Goto and Yoshihashi are contenders. Maybe Dangerous Techers are back together. You know, yeah, whoever got,
1: wins the uh the 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 new strong, Japan strong.
2: strong. Yeah, exactly. There's like legitimate teams rather than oh shit, it's World Tag League, let's put Togi, Makabe, and fucking Honma together again. You know what you I mean?
1: Love, you love Makabe and Honma.
2: Makabe is fun to watch to see how many bumps he takes because the answer is usually zero. Oh, we love Honma. Kokeshi Kakeshi makes you happy.
1: Does it though?
2: I mean, when I went to my first ever New Japan show, uh, G1 Climax 2015 in Ryogoku Sumo Hall, I bought a Honma shirt, because I was just such a mark for him back then.
1: The uh, Honma Mania?
2: No, it was weird. It was like this curry shirt. It was a collaboration shirt. Uh, and I bought the shirt at Merch, of course, you know, language barrier. And they were giving me this, like, ticket thing after. And I was like, no, it's fine. I just want the shirt. Like, I got my shirt. I'm happy. And then eventually, like, someone basically like, sh- like, was, like, trying to say, like, you know, go this way, and they showed me, and I got to meet Honma. Basically, it was like, if you buy his shirt, you got to meet him, and he signed your shirt. Oh, that's cool. That was really unexpected and cool. Um, You know, and he was probably like, what's this white kid doing
1: here? (laughs) I'm surprised he doesn't get, like, uh, either the Hulkster doesn't know. Like, I'm surprised no one's, the Hulkster hasn't sued him for Honma Mania.
2: I mean, Hon Mania's better than Hulkamania, let's face it.
1: Bro, Hulk the Hulkster is Hulkster on another another planet. Him and Ric Flair. It's <laughs> bro. I I watched the, the Hulkster's IG story the other day. He was like trying to. Pre, he does the the karaoke. He was like, "You gotta come down to the hood, brother. We're gonna do karaoke, dude." And I was like, how- "What the fuck is going on here?"
2: Yeah, but how many Kakashi's has Hulk Hogan hit in his career?
1: I think a lot more than we know.
2: Zero. <laughs> Yeah, that's... Hulk Hogan isn't throwing his head around like Honma, just recklessly endangering his brain.
1: I don't know, man. After I watched that fucking Instagram video, I think you might be. that. <laughs> and then I was well, fucking scrolling Instagram before the pay-per-view yesterday, and there's a picture of Ric Flair with Fifi. Bro, his face is a night He's got fucking cuts, black eye... Bro, he's I mean, going to die in the ring.
2: Yeah, this last match stuff is just absolutely fucking absurd. Like, what? It's uh, insane. He's got a pacemaker for fuck's sake.
1: I'm like, what the fuck? I texted the fucking Tony and Kevin from the Wizards. I said, this he, this don't look good, man.
2: No, I know. And I mean, they still haven't got announced his opponent, have they either? I don't think.
0: No,
1: they haven't. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm not booking it, brother. <laughs> New Japan uh, will be uh, there, though.
2: Yeah, bizarrely. Um, but hey, I—I I, I don't know. We'll—we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the card is.
1: Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I know it's like—I yeah. uh, know they already announced like uh, Josh Alexander Fatu, yeah, Fatu, M- Impact title, yeah, yeah. And um... fuck, I just did my notes for the for the Shining Wizards podcast tonight too. I think there's another match. They uh Motor City Machine Guns against the Wolves.
2: Yes, yeah, 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 the Wolves reunite, and you're right, yep.
1: And Jordan Grace is defending the Impact title against somebody, uh, Deanna Parazu.
2: All right. Uh, on so there's, what, basically three Impact matches on this show?
1: Yeah, well, now, you know, I'm sure the Impact is in Nashville, right? That makes sense. Yeah, 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 of course, fair enough, yeah, Then yeah. And you bring in New Japan, I'm sure you get JY beating up somebody. I mean, I don't know if we're going to see JY on that card. Oh, yeah, you're right, in July, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. they're going back and forth. Clark Clark took off for Japan today. I saw on Twitter he's he's on his way back to Japan. Yeah,
2: so. they, they they all are desperate to be part of a picture at the airport. I think Tanahashi has too. I think you know they all they're all shooting back straight away. It seems.
1: Yeah, so I guess we'll have to wait and see.
2: But yeah, we got uh, some exciting coricuins coming up. We're Kenta and Kushida, um, and then yeah, G one G one time.
1: Yeah, so it'll be uh, it'll be fun, um, and this is always fun. Kieran, to get uh together with you, and we did a little earlier today.
2: Yeah, I know it's not too late for me. I can maybe still fit in a film if I pick a shorter film.
1: Oh, nice, nice. What's uh, what's uh, what's tickling your fancy?
2: I don't know. I'm trying to watch 365 films in 365 days. Uh, I'm very much on track. Um, sounds like a,
1: a hell of a task.
2: It is. It's it's certainly become a chore rather than an enjoyment um but you know every so often i find a film that just connects and it's worth it but um yeah i don't know i'll be going through the, the netflix watch list or the amazon prime watch list or the disney plus watch list or yeah you know, we'll, we'll see what i've got
1: all right well i wish you luck on that my friend that sounds like a lot
2: Well, halfway through the year and i'm doing it it's just it's meant a lot less wrestling and a lot less uh, gaming and a lot less being happy because i have to stick on a film every night
1: what has been your favorite film thus far
2: it's hard, man. Um, you know, we're like a hundred and I, I check. I'm like, okay, I've watched many films and I Google how many days into the year are we because I can't fucking do that math. I think we're like 160, 170 days into the year or something. Uh, so I've watched about that many films. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm watching like the ones, you know, you know, the ones that you always should know you should watch and you can never be bothered to get around to, you know, like the Godfather trilogy and stuff like that. Um, I watched them for the first time. Uh, oh. And yeah, but no, there's a film called Char Char Real Smooth that's just released on Apple TV uh that I fell in love with. I gave that the big five stars. I don't rate, I don't rate wrestling matches, but I rate films.
1: Oh nice.
2: But yeah, right, like uh, we'll we'll see how we get on.
1: All right. Well, you guys out there, you want to follow uh Kieran on the Twitter machine at Kieran Rh ninety three. Uh he's uh he doesn't really do a lot of interaction with you because uh you're a dork. <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, He's a great historian on, on New Japan Pro Wrestling, all Japanese wrestling, really. He's always putting out great stuff there. So if you're like, man, I wonder what happened today in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling, follow Kieran, RH93, and you'll know. He's up to date and he's interacting with all the big stars. Kenny Omega shows him some love. Will Ospreay showing him some love. Uh, and then he's doing the wrestling at WrestleIn uh, and the Noob Japan podcast. If you're just looking to get into Japanese wrestling, it's a great quick 45 minutes, an hour history lesson uh, with Kieran. And he usually brings in a guest host that is uh, up on whatever wrestler they are uh, talking about. So definitely check that out. Uh, I do the Wizards podcast every Monday night at Wizards podcast um we cover all sorts of we talk current we talk old school we always have guests uh it's actually a lot of fun it's much less professional than this (laughs) that's
2: often a good thing
1: i guess if you're into like car crash i mean we i've been doing it for fucking 10 years i don't know i don't like to talk about myself it's really makes me uncomfortable
2: yeah, so you, you do a great job putting me over. You need to put yourself over too, man. Yeah,
1: that's. but that's what like I do on the podcast. I put over <laughs> the guests. I put over the other people. I'm just not good at putting myself over. Uh, but we've been doing it for like 10 years. We have a great time. We've talked to Lance Archer and recently uh, Carl Fredericks and Alex Coglin have done the show. Um, and we just like to have a fun time. So check that out. And then, of course, we are the, the Bread Club on Fightful Overbooked, FightfulOverbooked.com and Fightful.com um subscribe to fightful check out our videos hit that like button uh and tell sean ross sap and jeremy and anyone else that has anything to do with fightful that you like this you like this show we should be live maybe i don't fucking know you gotta you gotta stop me i'll just keep talking dude it's
2: a, it's a risky game live i done one of them at the weekend i was on a true heat um true Heat's podcast and uh yeah it's a it's a different beast uh Respect to all you guys that are doing live content, uh, video content on the regular, man. It's a completely different hustle.
1: Really? it's uh, I love it. I got, let's see, a couple weeks ago we were live on a Monday night. The fucking my, the Morris County Sheriff's Department called me because somebody had my, <laughs> my wife's license and registration. That happened in the oh, middle okay. of the show. I, had I was concerned for a second. Oh, yeah. All sorts of crazy. The cat the cat's got <laughs> in a fight one night on the podcast. You could hear my wife fucking screaming like a maniac. Live radio is fun.
2: I mean, yeah, it's also I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm still new to the podcasting game. I, you've got you've got ten years on me.
1: I mean, the video thing we just started doing during the pandemic. You just it is what it is, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, no. Every, we we all adapted, but uh, yeah, more so than uh than most. You, you, I mean, you were doing wrestling podcasts before anyone knew what a podcast was, man.
1: That's not true. I we were we were. You know, Col Cabana was doing this. Well, I
2: was about to say, what was it? Col Cabana, then the Shining Wizards podcast, then everyone else.
1: I'm sure there's a couple other people out there. I I don't. I appreciate what you're trying to do. It makes me uncomfortable <laughs> when people put it, put us over. <laughs> I'm terrible.
2: It's gotta be done.
1: It's gotta be done. Well, I appreciate it, and we we appreciate you for watching. Uh, I hope we did justice for Forbidden Door. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it really is an AEW pay-per-view. Um, it was great to see the New Japan people on there. I think El Despy shined. I think Shooter had a great showing. I think Osprey did great. Um, but I think next time we get together, uh, it'll be where our bread is buttered, and it'll be the G1 Climax. Uh, and we got to figure out what we're going to do. Are we going to do a preview show? I think we should
2: watch every show live and do a watch party for the entire month.
1: Life. Human. You, you can't figure out how far into the year we are we'd have to figure out the time difference
2: That's it's definitely not happening
1: no it's definitely you're having me up at like fucking three o'clock in the morning my wife will fucking stab me in the neck <laughs> yeah if I'm no. screaming about fucking wrestling and I wake her up
2: we'll be here to cover all things new Japan all things G1 how could we not
1: yeah we'll figure it out uh, make sure you're subscribed um don't even pay attention to the other fightful overbook stuff just new japan the bread club <laughs> press that press no, that like get, that was a joke that was a joke all right i'm not looking to get us fucking booted I'm just having some fun I here know, a,
2: <laughs> scott scotty edwards started a new uh joshi po- uh, show for on fight for overbooked as well there's some joshi content coming to fight for overbooked now as
1: well we're taking over people no one gives it's a shit the- about sports entertainment anymore. They want the wrestling.
2: It's all. It's all Joshi. It's all pro wrestling. It's all Japanese. We're taking over.
1: It's all fucking bread club, bitches.
2: Bread club for loaf.
1: I like that. I should. I wish I had a piece of bread right here.
2: <laughs> That's what we like start doing—just frying bread at the screen to end the, to end the episodes.
1: But thank you guys for watching, listening. Subscribe. Hit that like button. Drop some comments in. Because uh, it's always nice to get your feedback, and there's, they've all been positive. So please keep them that way. Don't. I have a very. Fra- I'm very fragile. I know. I said some disparaging things about Tanahashi today, and I apologize. Not really. Um, Jay White is the best. He rules the world. And if he had his way, he would cut his stupid hair. He would cut Tanahashi's dumb hair. I,
2: don't know, I think Jay 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 respects it. I think. How could you so, not? You think Jay you're, White you're,
1: respects Tanahashi?
2: You're on an island. Yeah. Okay. Way, way off on your own island. Your own. It's usually how it goes. Lo- loveless for Tanahashi Island.
1: I got a Tanahashi instead of, figure.
2: Instead of go ace, it's no ace for you. No ace. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> you could just. This is going to blast, Kieran.
1: Uh, I think we did all the plugs, right? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Bread club out. Take that shit out of the oven, the bread.
2: I don't know. We'll come up with a catchphrase.
1: Yes, we will come up with a catchphrase. Till next time, we'll see you at the bread bakery. Fucking no. See you at see you at the bakery. I suck